Welcome to Cultivate the Ordinary Podcast, curious conversations for the anxious, frustrated, dejected, and bored. I'm Travis. And I'm Jesse. So often, we're held captive by screens, schedules, and media that's mind-numbing and polarizing. This leaves us seeing dimly through a fog. We want to spark more imagination and a better awareness of God's presence in the everyday. Join us on a fun journey of discovery and curiosity as we look at the ordinary through the lenses of joy, wonder, beauty, and hope. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the podcast today. Jess and I are talking about a topic that's very near to and dear to our hearts, and it's not conflict. <laughs> like that one topic. <laughs> This will be much lighter. <laughs> It'll be much lighter. We need lightness and levity today. So, but yeah, we're talking about ad- adventure and travel and new landscapes and what it means for us to m- have new discoveries as we visit new places and, and experience new things and sort of just all about that, about travel and kind of what it does in our hearts and minds to inspire us and kind of continue to help us cultivate wonder even on the drive so it's friday kind of feeling some angst about wanting to go do stuff and get out (laughs) that's that's your always right that's on tuesdays for you Uh, (laughs) there is something about the weekend yeah i think it's maybe one day off of feeling like that but Mm -hmm. a lot of it for me is i want to I have this spirit that just wants to get away. Mm-hmm. What's next? What's next out there to explore and see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Helen Keller's line, life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Wow. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it just really kind of sparks sparks my imagination to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you, you really have to have an openness to embrace uncertainty to go into adventures right yeah go see new places so we have personally in our family and jess and i we just have a just a love a love of of travel and adventure and doing things and um yeah i mean looking back on growing up and stuff where did i mean did it start in your childhood with your own family or um yeah we we didn't go on lots and lots of trips but we did enough that it was like a value you know mm-hmm. um i think differently than how you and i approached travel it was like there was a lot of planning involved and there was a lot of structure and mm-hmm. you know there wasn't any deviating from that plan but we would like i grew up for five years in pennsylvania okay um and so there was trips to the mountains and the rhode island beach and mm-hmm. we um went to go see Ni- niagara falls you know, um, and then in the trips to see family and things like that. Um, yeah. Saw the Grand Canyon too. Well, that's a long ways from Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, you did some travel. Yep. Yeah. And what about you? Yeah. For me. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a really cool thing I think was a value instilled, you know, with my parents where, um, you know, we grew up on a farm you know, so much work around that and then never had much money. But my dad, 
you know, and mom, I mean, it was just a value to, to, and especially with other family and go places. And, um, it wasn't usually super long trips, but a lot of camping, a lot of just getting away, um, sitting in our huge station wagon in the eighties facing backwards and <laughs> getting car sick the whole way. And we had the station wagon too. Yeah. Oh man. The grocery getter. <laughs> I remember, um, being in the back with my sister drawing, you know, and, and having crayons that I had left in the, the little tray on the side by the window. And like, it was so hot and I think did just forgot about them and they melted like in the tray. <laughs> my dad was so mad. Oh, that's funny. Did, that was a road trip memory. I, I remember, you know, our longest trip probably was a trip to Glacier, you know, so Western Montana. Um, from where we were at. And I remember dad having this giant atlas, you know, map that was probably like three feet by three feet, like, and he's driving, you know, trying to see with that, like that was that era for all of us, you know? Right. And, and it's like, is that no GPS is, is texting worse than that? I mean, texting is off. Like, don't do that text and drive, but like th the map <laughs> driving like that was that was pretty bad too. I mean, if you're texting right. or driving with us, I think us, the ideal would have been to pull over. But. Pull over, yeah. But yeah, just great memories growing up with travel. It sounds like we both had that experience, and so that was probably pretty formative for us. As yeah, yeah, I think some people don't get those experiences. It's just the the grind, and and they don't get those breaks and to go experience those memories with their family. Um, I do think. There's something that it does to us, though, especially even as a kid. I mean, mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that, but just when you don't know what to expect and you don't know what you're going to see, there is, like, this anticipation and there's this, like, excitement and delight to, right. to see what it's going to look like, what it's going to be like. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's part of the draw, the the sort of you embark on this adventure where, you know, and, and maybe you have a lot of it mapped out. You know where you're going, you know where you're staying, but even like on the way to get there, or maybe if you work in enough, you know, stops or you have a little bit of a, you can pivot and check out something on the fly or things like that. But I, we, I think we both just really love that idea of, you know, you're in a new town, a new place, a new restaurant, just you're not... Mm -hmm. When you get out of your ordinary landscape, there's something new that happens inside of you. Um, there's a great quote by George Eliot, um, and it says, there's a great deal of unmapped country within us. Mm. And I just love that, like, that we have places to discover inside of us. And I think that travel and in new landscapes is a catalyst to explore what what's going on inside. Hmm. So I like that. I'm really intrigued by that. I love that quote. What unpack that a little bit more, just like how you're saying travel, then <clears throat> you're thinking is sort of a extension, a way to sort of kind yeah, of explain like, that a little bit more. I don't, I mean, it's just my initial, thought on you know you get perspective um when you get out of your norm mm -hmm. and y usually you're eliminating certain responsibilities that you right. normally have that cloud your 
your ability to to wonder, mm. to think deeper, um, consider your life, things like that, you know, at home in the normal, like, day-to-day mm-hmm. work, chores, family stress, you know, sports, like all that stuff. You remove that and you go somewhere new. Mm. You're also able to, uh, like, map out the country that's within so... your yourself okay so i'm tracking more now i think what you're are you saying sort of that it it it, <clears throat> it kind of feels like when you're away from the routine monotonous all the things that sometimes we just get so caught up in doing and being an autopilot when you're away from that you have more freedom to well a just reflect you have freedom to make space to Mm-hmm. think on things that you don't normally to yeah. to go inner in, in your inner world more i mean is that a little bit of like yeah some of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah i can see that well yeah. we we have some good friends that just went on uh their 15th anniversary cruise and they were just describing because we're not really cruise people like we've never done that um but it was really appealing listening to their description of what kind of rest a cruise is. Mm-hmm. And I had never thought about it, but it was just like, you have all your meals just there waiting for you. Right. you. You don't have to actually use a GPS to go where you need to go. It's on the boat. Like you just, right. you go downstairs mm-hmm. and just go access whatever it is there is to do, or you're just sitting by the pool or, you know. Or you stop at the different locations and, and it's just easy. It's like a mm. certain type of unplugging that you don't ever get to do like on land. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think about like there was a season in our lives when it really unlocked a lot of travel for us when we moved to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Do you remember um, what life was like with that schedule? Yeah, I mean, so we were, so I think this goes back to like 2013, starting there, and we were, um, we went from St. Louis, where we were doing the nine to five, and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of that whole deal that a lot of people do, and um, come down to this new role where we're house parents for a time, and that role where we're serving the children's home was where you had this rotational shift with another couple, so you were in, I guess what we call them cottages, you were in those for... What was the rhythm like? It was essentially like five or seven days, depending okay. on, that you would have. Um, that you're off. in there. Well, you would be in there for seven, seven, seven to nine days. But, seven to nine days, yeah. and then off for like five, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, but we right. Yeah, we had flexibility there. So, due to the nature of that job and the demands, and um, you know, you just you gave everything you had in those days that you're on with the kids and caring for kids in foster care in that group home, then it was what, you know, coming off that, then you had like five days of really recovery. I mean, you probably go to sleep for about four of them. <laughs> um, but it also gave you the rhythm to have a lot of freedom coming out of there. Cause then it was like, mm-hmm. okay, so what do we want to do for the next five days? So you, you'd see a lot of our, our peers and couples, like really being a lot of people really being in a travel for that reason and, and getting to kind of, go rest and restore relax so that kind of became a big rhythm for us to just for us coming down here and then living in south carolina so much beauty to explore with the mountains and the beach all in such close proximity and tons of new places so it was like that sort of became really 
a staple for us was just traveling a lot. Yeah, I think we we probably visited nine different beaches within a matter of like a year. That first year, I mean, I think I remember it was that. It, it was a lot. Yeah, all up and down the East Coast. It was, and the thing is that you know I think we've found at least for ourselves is part of this adventure with travel and new landscapes is that you know when you don't script something too i mean again we you know everyone has their way of having trips and you know maybe some people have it like super laid out and here's the itinerary but i think when you we've found that if you leave it open enough at least in places to where you might just discover something new a new and and let yourself kind of have a little bit of that freedom to see what happens kind of a thing Mm -hmm. um which freaks some people out but you know they're super just organized with all that stuff but it's like Mm -hmm. that's been some of the most incredible things and i think you know people listening can probably relate to that as well of like you know we weren't planning to do this and all of a sudden we found this and that became the most epic part of the trip or you know so like i i think like you and i've talked about how we've had these moments of discovery where it's like maybe it was a park we looked up or something off the beaten path that we found that, you know, it's not the biggest touristy spot necessarily, but we find this, we go into it and you feel like a child again, entering a mysterious forest or something where you're just like, Oh my gosh, this discovery. I mean, we've had a few of those. Yeah. I mean, can you remember any of that? Well, I do remember there was one in particular off, uh, it was near Georgetown, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we were like passing down um, the South or yeah, like we were going down the coast. Do you, I don't even remember where we were going to, but we yeah. knew we just needed to find a lunch stop. Mm-hmm. So we looked for a park and there was this park and I could tell it was like on the, like the marsh area, but it was like wide marsh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, it's probably pretty beautiful, you know? So we grabbed some food and we headed that way and we were expecting to like just stay there for like an hour. I think we were there four hours because it was so magical and private and Mm -hmm. there, you know, we had this sandy beach basically completely to ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect temperature. It was never forget the feeling of that. um, It felt like such a gift from God that day. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's been places like that. There was another like little kind of beach thing on a marsh somewhere. I think in North Carolina one time we found. I think of places like even here locally nearby where Tryon's got a place, Harmon Field that we discovered that's got this beautiful park and all these cool things, and then the backdrop of the mountains, mm-hmm. and just you know kind of this little enchanted place that you just enter and you're like, oh man, we could just and you're my I find my mind daydreaming to that. Um, it, it, it's it's this thing where Dodie Smith says, I've found that sitting in a place where you've never sat before can be inspiring. Mm. And I think I've, that's part of that. You're, you're just, you've never been there and sat there and you're sitting there and you're just like, maybe you it's get, because you see the world, like it's a new part of the world that's opened up. Well, it's like when you see new things, it, you're, it unlocks new thoughts, new mm-hmm. memory, old memories. Yeah. Like there's stuff, and that goes back to that, unmapped country mm-hmm. and and that relating it to this idea of new landscapes and right. just saying like okay you're just it, it's like a gps coordinate for some aspect of your life or your story that you're like oh 
didn't hmm. know that that was there. Right. You know. Yeah. No, that's we've we both felt that. Yeah. I can think of a a hilarious uh, twist to our uh, travel addiction that um, stemmed from watching a lot of tiny house travel shows. <laughs> oh you know, my like gosh. couples. Uh, what living... was that channel we were always watching? Tiny House Nation and. But HGTV was mm. that. Or I YouTube, know. I don't know. Whatever was on, we were always watching, like. Yeah, but, like, any couple that was traveling in a van or a school bus um, around the country, that was just really appealing to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always said, one day we're going to we're gonna <clears throat> renovate a, a school bus or, or something and, and travel for a while. Right. Um, we had some good friends that were taking an Airstream across the country at the time um and so it was just really felt very doable yeah so we bought a 40-foot greyhound bus off of ebay that is what happened <laughs> we did. and while it made a lot of sense to us everyone on the outside was thinking travis is having like you know all the guys have midlife crisis buy a sports car for Travis, it's a large transit vehicle. <laughs> that is even, I don't know. But I remember this and where, you know, we did, we, we researched this and we ended up buying like a, an old 1981 Greyhound bus with the still red, white, and blue colorway. And it was super rad. Off eBay, it was in Georgia. Never forget, you know, I'd done all this research on this, the engine, blah, blah, blah. We got it for like 6000 I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems like for a running diesel giant view. Anyway, so so at the time, we're living um, in Clinton, South Carolina, and my friend David Easley, who is a was a, a school bus driver. I mean, because you needed to go get it, you needed to have a CDL. And so I was like, plus, I've never driven this in that large in my life. So Call Dave reinforcements. I have reinforcements. So and and why not get a bus driver? So yeah. I got my friend Dave to drive, and so him and I went down. We get it. We go down there. I'll never forget showing up, and I've ridden in a Greyhound, and it's like you know I know how big they are. Well, I get there, and 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 I look at it and go, what did I just do? <laughs> like this is, I mean, plus if we're going somewhere with it to use it, you got to pull something. So it's like let me add another twenty feet behind this pulling a vehicle. I mean, it, and so anyway, I see it and we we're we're driving back and Dave's driving and, um, and this thing's so old, like, and again, he's an experienced bus driver. And I remember we're on these two lane roads in Georgia, coming back to South Carolina and Dave's, I mean, it's, it's like the wheel of a ship. I mean, he's like, he's sweating it out, not just cause it was hot in there. I think it was cause like he was trying to just keep it between the ditches and I'm thinking, what is going? I mean, this is the expert driving this, and he looks like he's running a marathon driving it. And um, and then I was asking him about like just kind of you know the upkeep as on the drive, and I remember him saying like, well, just you know like you know it's basically semi tires, so just to replace whatever eight wheels in the thing is going to be how many thousand dollars and. He's like, I, I didn't want to tell you that. Like, you know, I just remember him saying, like, I didn't. well, this is after I bought it. So it was I like, didn't okay, want to tell to... you you were an idiot for buying this <laughs> Greyhound bus, but it's probably a little more than what you oh realize. Oh, my gosh. So this, this is a public service announcement, okay? 
if any if at any time you find yourself on eBay looking to buy a large commercial transit vehicle without a good plan, please get help. If you're a friend of a person doing that, please know the signs. <laughs> know the signs. Someone wasn't there for me and but anyway, so the Well, the problem is is that we were both in the same boat. <laughs> I was like No, and it was a boat. You on. If you're going to say boat. <laughs> it, this was an ark and it was Noah's ark cuz that's the other thing is it was in our small town in our driveway for how many months will we had it and i mean it it left permanent wheel marks in the asphalt driveway right like two inch indents in the it did the and it was just like so anyway that that is a story it end of the story is that i just was like i took it out for a spin i think a couple times with dave and it was just like dude i cannot how I'm never going to feel comfortable driving this. And where would we even, I mean, pulling off at a rest stop. What do you, <laughs> where do you even go? This is a, so we ended up selling it to a right. couple that were, yeah, I don't know. Some hipsters in hipsters Asheville. From Asheville. And they were going to renovate it and travel. And I guess we became jealous of them and said goodbye. <laughs> yeah, to it the was bus. very sad. So that's our adventure on that story. Yeah, and we we still have the itch. We might the do itch. it again one day. Well, it turned into buying land and Yeah. Yeah, I think that that was a whole chapter looking for land. You know, that the seeing new landscapes, mm-hmm. I feel like I remember every time we found a new listing when we were looking for a mountain view um that eventually became our property mm-hmm. where shiny ice sits. Yeah. Um, but on that search, it was like we'd meet our, our realtor to go look at this new new piece mm-hmm. of land with a mountain view. And like yeah. every time we were so excited to just mm-hmm. try to imagine, could this be ours, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we're going to have another episode sometime on, on, on the Shiny Eyes retreat and what kind of led, you know, some of the backstory on that and mm-hmm. more about that property and kind of what's becoming. But yeah, that's sort of, I think the transition turned from travel and really, you know, the other thing that's, that sort of happened and, and you can relate to this listening, but there, there, there are also seasons and when we have young kids and, and profession and different things where then, you know, that love of travel or having more of that freedom just can't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, then several years back when we started to help my mom cared for my dad with late stage dementia and just, you know, it was all hands on deck kind of a situation that, that, you know, we just, we couldn't travel mm-hmm. like we, yeah we, you know, and so you kind of feel like a, a wild horse in a way that's just like in the barn, you know, just like <laughs> dreaming of yeah. other pastures, you know, but, but that, that was the season we had. And, and so I think then it's like, how do you, how do you then continue to, when you have that loss mm-hmm. of that, like yeah. um, find other ways to, right. well, really to see, to see the ordinary in new ways and rediscover, like even your backyard or the, mm-hmm. the nature and the beauty around you that, you know, it doesn't take hours away of a drive. You know? Right. Yeah. We really, that was a gift in a way of discovering new landscapes that didn't require an overnight stay mm-hmm. you know we went to like you mentioned earlier Tryon, north carolina mm-hmm. um, to nearby waterfalls and trails and things like that yeah. and just really got to 
experience that same thing, just mm-hmm. kind of in our backyard. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked to a little bit on this podcast of, of how our origin of where we came from can be sort of a thing that um, we're drawn back to, or, or we don't, you know, maybe even understand why. You know, talking recently to Danny and his, his songwriting and how he's from Kentucky and, um, in his songwriting, he's finding out Kentucky's just emerging for him as something to write about. I'm not sure why. And I know like, that's also a thing I think that, that happens when we talk about travel and landscapes. And, um, I know, you know, someone that I grew up as a kid on a farm in a small town in North Dakota and, um, you know, I'd lost dad a couple of years back. And so, you know, all of this stuff was kind of coming back to me, my, where I grew up and all this stuff. And, and, uh, with two of our boys, you know, soon graduating and, and one here will be leaving in the fall. It was this last summer that I thought, you know what, Jay and Dre haven't seen North Dakota, you know, um, they've certainly got to travel with us across some of the country, but they've not seen where I grew up. Mm-hmm. And so this last summer, uh, it just felt like we have to do this now or this, I don't know when it'll happen where they'll, we'll all go to kind of see where I lived and to see, you know, um, yeah, yeah, that was a one of I mean I think top maybe two or three trips we've ever taken. Yeah, you know, and it was so simple, like it wasn't these grand destinations. It mm-hmm. was just staying with friends along the way, and yeah, you know, seeing a lot of your family and where you grew up. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was it was awesome. It was an epic adventure. I mean, it it was one of those things like it starts off. You're like, this is gonna be like national lampoons. I mean worst decision ever like was how it 20 how many hours i mean it was i got even know i'm not sure i mean it was if you draw it straight it was like it was, 24 it hours could be something driving like that. you know but and we broke up our days and, and like jess said you know it was a cool trip to where you're staying with friends along the way and family and and having those little times there that break up the trip and but it, it just sort of became this also just adventure it was a it was a theme of me going back and seeing my landscapes my place of origin my you know where our farm was you know through their eyes mm-hmm. you know re, yeah. kind of rediscovering again through their eyes and and then what what their experience was going to be um just seeing that so that was that was really an epic thing that i'll never forget and so grateful that we did and i think it reinforced too you know um on that drive is we're just new states and new, you know, the kids are marking off new states and then like just the places that they've never seen before. We've never, and then we've never seen, or if we took back roads and places that, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, wow. I mean, yeah, that trip or the stretch from Minnesota, um, South mm-hmm. back to Missouri yep. where we would then see my family before we headed home at the end of our trip that stretch we was all new to all of us mm-hmm. and that what you want to talk yeah. about that like well it was uh, you know some people really love when you can get off the interstate and 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 just it, it's americana i mean it, it, you're in america's backyard in these little towns and so yeah wasn't it just like this feeling of like we're driving through rural parts of wisconsin that it was just like mm. we yeah. were like these beautiful little midwestern towns that just had their own you like you drive through and maybe there was a music festival and there was and you're just a spectator, mm-hmm. but you're just it's, it's like it's so fun. I mean it I yeah. don't know. 
Yeah, finding the uh, the little gems, like the best coffee shop in town, you know, by rating, right. <laughs> you know, um, in in a random place that you've never been before yeah. is so fun for us. Yeah, we just we're we're just wired for that, and just yeah. wired to sort of be be at a place that you're just let's figure it out. Let's just figure out what we want right. to do here and explore and stuff like that. And yeah. Um, kind of reminded too, lastly on this part of the story, but just growing up farming and then back to North Dakota, see all that. And then as we're driving through different States, Nebraska and everything's and seeing the, the agriculture happening and stuff. <laughs> there's Frank Hubbard talks about farming looks nice from a car window. <laughs> and I, and, and that is what that felt, you know, when you're doing it and you're in all of the work and, and the sweat and the dust, you know, yeah. it's like, well, your nostalgia of farming mm-hmm. because you grew up and you know how much work it right, is. Right, right. But looking back, you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, the smell of the dirt. I mean, and and, and I definitely miss some of that, and I, I would give anything someday to just be an attractor. But there, but also driving, going, yeah, I, that's cool to watch from the window, and you know, I'm not in the in the dust and you know mm-hmm. shoveling grain and all that fun stuff. So, right. Yeah, but that was that was a cool family trip. Yeah. I'll never forget. So like what, what's something that, you know, we talk about the angst or boredom that people mm-hmm. experience and just the, the everyday and what is a good, you know, call or reminder as far as how accessible, you know, little bits of travel or new landscapes are mm-hmm. and what it does for like the soul. I just think that. Um, and I'd be curious what you say too, but I just think that it, it like this guy talks about, I'm trying to remember who it was, but basically said like wonder is like a sense of dislocation from what you're, you know, mm-hmm. and any time that like you can go somewhere and discover something or just take in something, you know, Maybe it's a new place, a new uh, park, a new lake, anything. Um, There's just this sense that it like opens your world up into maybe feeling like you did as a child and gives you a, you know, maybe just a a little kickstart of some, Mm -hmm. some wonder and and just energy in your life that you've been missing. And I think it also is true of like going to the same places you do know, but, but maybe trying to see it differently or. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a forest, you know, maybe just, well, I think you said earlier, new places can be inspiring. And I think about imagination and, and just like working out a problem or mm-hmm. something, how often people find the solutions when they yeah get, a, get out. Mm-hmm. And I think that God, God uses beauty. Um, mm-hmm. especially when you're out in nature and that's mm-hmm. the new landscape, like God uses beauty beauty to relax us and to open us mm-hmm. up yeah. to possibility and, and, you know, and be, I guess, more comfortable with the uncertainty, mm-hmm. um, because he is in control and he right. is, um, guiding us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you can read so many stories of early church fathers, the desert fathers, that the wilderness was such a, you know, a big part of their spiritual journey too and right. you know, exploring. Yeah. Why did they go up to the mountain to pray? Yeah. You know? 
yeah, there's something about the contours of geography that, you know, whether it's, you know, there's a place of desolation or beauty that it does something to our senses that, it, it, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we're just more keenly aware of God's presence at times um, mm-hmm. in those situations. And it, um, yeah, yeah becomes a new place and it, and maybe those places become new places to start new things and routines you know like mm-hmm. um yeah so so that's just our our um friday table talk i guess <laughs> yeah you know we're reflecting on new landscapes and why they're so important and what they do to us and and mm. the power of seeing with new eyes i guess yeah, I think that's it. And I think, yeah, hopefully you get a chance to explore a new landscape today or soon and, and see places that you've been with new eyes or see see places through the eyes of your kids, you know? I think that's just, any anytime we can find these things that help us um, see the world new or with some new, I don't know, inspiration. And someone once said, where the old tracks are lost, new country is revealed with its wonders. We'll go out on that. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, we really appreciate your support. And if you liked it, leave us a rating and review. Um, that really helps people to find us. Um, also, if you have any topics on what it means to cultivate the ordinary that you've been thinking about, we'd love to hear about them. So you can go to the show notes and uh, connect with us, um, email us, or um, just share your thoughts. That would be great. Um, We hope that you have a fantastic day. Keep seeking new landscapes and find new adventures. Have a great day.